I'm Beth. And I'm Leslie. And welcome to Quince. A little sweet. A little tart. And a little unexpected. It's Thursday, January the 21st, 2016. And the word of the day is... Time. Time. And I picked that. It's a great one. My yeah, goodness. And I picked that partly because I'm a major science fiction fan. Science fiction in time. Yeah, You'll have to tell not, us more about yeah, that. Yeah, we'll try not to bore you to death with that, though. But we have a definition from the Webster's Dictionary. We decided to ground ourselves with definitions. Um, and time is a complicated word, apparently, because there's a lot of them. Uh, it's the relationship of any event to any other as being before simultaneous or after continuous duration. Uh, the measurement in question by, as if by a clock, an epoch, era, or period. Uh, there's a whole lot more like that. A historical period, oh, as yes. in the, um, Edwardian times. Uh, a state of affairs, leisure, opportunity, one of several reoccurring instances. Like time after time? Time after time, <laughs> I guess. Um, the one that we were talking about a second ago, rhythm, tempo, meter, or rate, as, uh, as in music. Oh, yes. Uh, being punctual by installment payments so you're buying things on time which has kind of gone out of fashion I think maybe well I think people buy on time on their credit cards now, yeah well they buy on time to... but they, I don't think it's called that anymore no no you're right yeah. and uh, I think that's a time exposure, exposure of film for more than one half second. And we don't do that second. anymore either. Don't do that anymore, so we're, we're dating ourselves here. This is a 1972. <laughs> Dictionary? That's yeah, the one. older than this. <laughs> that's the one that sits under my computer <laughs> desk when I'm doing eBay and I have to look something up. Right. <laughs> well, our very favorite all-time quote, and I'm going to uh, put this on the... Um, Facebook page and maybe the um, uh, princepodcast.com because it has a beautiful picture with it. And um, I don't know who said it. I don't either. Okay. It was just going around on Facebook, but my goodness, it caught a it's lot beautiful. of people's attention. Yeah. It's art is how we decorate space. Music is how we decorate time. Ooh, that just gives me shivers. Yes. So, uh, of course, we're kind of into music. I'm not as much as I used to be, but there were a lot of musical things that deal with time. Well, as a drummer, you know, timing was the the whole thing about being a drummer. For sure. So, one of the biggest things, of course, when science fiction is the time travel idea. Yes. Okay. Yes, all and, right. Yeah, and I don't know how um, 
much science is in this particular type of fiction, but the very, very popular Outlander series, Diane, somebody, Gibraltar. G-R, yeah. Yeah, um, I should look that up. But um, sold a lot of her books. A lot of her books, mm -hmm. and uh, they're, they're traveling back and forth in time in Scotland. So you uh, love that. Well, I didn't so much, <laughs> to tell you the truth. Oh. It's not really my type of novel. So, I read one of them. So what type of science fiction that's time traveler? Something like H.G. Wells' yeah, The see, Time Machine. Yeah, I'm an old-fashioned science fiction fan. Mm, okay. Uh, so, yeah, H.G. Wells' Time Machine, anything by uh, Arthur Clarke. Right. Uh, which had, he didn't write directly right on time so much, but a lot of his things had time, 2010, 2000, a lot of these things had time as part of it. Um, and those books didn't uh, throw me as much as his rendezvous with Rama and some of these other stuff, Childhood's End. Now, what was that childhood series that had to do with time travel? Same time as, you know, the Hardy Boys and Nancy Drew, and there was... Danny Dunn on the Time Machine? No. that's Or there was that, I guess, uh -huh. but... No, and we'll think of it. I bet you we'll think it was very popular, like Rocket Boy or something. Okay, yeah, I don't, don't doesn't Space come to mind. And but. his father did too. Oh my goodness! Okay. I shouldn't just think of things spontaneously. <laughs> well, why not? <laughs> so, if anybody uh -huh. knows what she's talking about, please leave us a comment. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna think of it before yeah, we're yeah. done. Well, uh, uh, Danny Dunn was one of my favorites series, and I, I never hear that mentioned anymore. I've never heard of it. He was a young scientist. I think his father was a scientist, so that gave him kind of an in. And he and his uh, buddies, just like all the um, other series, uh, his chums. Flash Gordon? Flash Gordon, yeah. Is that who I'm thinking and of? Buck Rogers. Buck Rogers, maybe Buck that Rogers is. in the yes. 21st century. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but all of these... Um, it's a concept that goes way back because H.G. Um, Wells wrote The Time Machine a long, long time ago. Mm hmm That's right. And kind of almost everybody that has written after that has really based their stuff on his ideas. And one of the things like um, you going back and accidentally killing your own grandfather. Ooh. You know, <laughs> Not that smart. That would cause a paradox or whatever. Mm-hmm. And... Um, well, if you did go back in time, do you have a particular period? Oh, for me? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. I love the Victorian period. Mm -hmm. you know, the, like 1850s, 60s, 70s. Yeah, after the Civil War. And, and I also like the... Um, I would love to be in Mediterranean when it was first settled. Oh, yes. I would love to see how that really Late 1700s? Happened. Yeah, early 18... Uh, the first people moved in here around 1820. 1820, yeah. oh, okay. And I'm sure it was a hard life. Because you look at the little graveyards, or the little stones in the graveyards that, uh, with the children, and, and women particularly didn't live as long. But I would still like to see that. Mm -hmm. I think that would be really a good thing. For about a week. Yeah, for a week or two. Yeah, I think I need my internet. Mm -hmm. <laughs> my I've been books. fascinated with the 1920s. That's an interesting period, too. Mm -hmm. 
maybe the 1890s at the start of the you know the major industrial revolution yeah, well, you've got the gay 90s in the 1920s exactly You're to those <laughs> i must be minor more stayed <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's interesting and um is time a linear thing okay tell us about that well you know what we how we experience time is basically minute by minute minute follows minute hour follows hour day follows day that's how we experience it yes but if we were to be able to get out of it and look down at what time is what would it be like like in a dream yeah and all of this um, and a lot of these writings are trying tackling that particular idea is is it linear or is it round are things in different historical periods going on at the same time yeah i've heard that theory uh uh-huh and there's different veils that right you know it's it's, um it's a really interesting thing uh i ran across a book and i didn't have a a chance to get into it but the uh, gentleman that wrote the book and sometimes these things can be a little far-fetched pointed out different people that seem to be out of time of like the um, well the Sphinx seems to be so out of time compared to what's around it oh yes that's that's a good example yeah as he said you know and of course there is some idea of what it's hard to date it and was it there before the pyramids or after the pyramids and why if the people that built it um, are the same people that were there in the community why did they use this technology to build the Sphinx and then go back to building mud huts. Right. Yeah, so that's one thing. He also mentioned a young woman that was a mathematician who developed a computer program in 1835. Really? And that's true? Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was because of her, her she was a um, young woman whose mother was uh, interested in math and had taught her and then she just went away ran away with it that's it so he's talking about these people that don't seem to belong in their time Mm -hmm. and there were many more examples but he had the quote he put uh, his name is Lamont Wood it seems fair to say that human history can be reviewed as a sort of ongoing experiment of the effects of the interaction of time, whatever that is, and the collective human consciousness. Hmm. So how time does how does time affect us? Besides the sad that's more gravity and oxygen. <laughs> The benefits of aging. Yeah, the sagging jowls and and the gray hair and whatever. But how else does time affect us? Well, here's the William Faulkner quote that speaks on that in a way. A man is the sum of his misfortunes. One day you'd think misfortune would get tired, but then time is your misfortune. Yeah. So maybe he's trying to say a very similar thing. Right. So that, um, you know, t- 
time, a lot of friends of a lot of us and a lot of our friends have gone through recent losses, and uh, people will tell you that oh, you know, give it time, you will feel better. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and it, it's almost uh, an insulting thing, or hurt, it's almost a hurtful thing, even though people mean well when they say it. But in a way, time does help. And it gives you distance. It doesn't make the pain go away, but it changes it. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, know, you never get over losing your mother. Right. You never get over losing your father or, or your lover or whatever, or your child. Oh, yes. God forbid. Mm -hmm. And um, so, but time does have an effect on those emotions, from my experience anyway. No, and I, th I think you're yeah. right. Yeah. Because sometimes I stop and I think, this this year will be 20 years since my mother died. Yeah, and, and sometimes it seems belief. like yesterday yeah. and other times I'm like, oh my gosh, can I even remember her voice? Yeah. Exactly. And time plays tricks on you. I mean, I will swear I'll hear something on the news and they will refer to it as happening in 2007. I will swear it was like, you know, a year ago. Oh, yes. Yeah. You know, or, mm -hmm. or 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. You know, time plays tricks, I think. It may be my inattention and self-absorption or... Mm -hmm. But it does seem to play tricks that way. It's like, you know, then uh, something really tragic happened that got your attention at the time. And then, I don't know if it's because there's so many tragedies over and over again that you kind of lose track of when it happened. Well, you know, Rose Kennedy mm -hmm. said it well. It has been said Time heals all wounds. I do not agree. The wounds remain. In time, the mind, protecting its sanity, covers them with scar tissue and the pain lessens. But it is never gone. Yeah, that's perfect. So that's just what yeah, you said. Just exactly. And my goodness. And much better. <laughs> mm, yes, yes. Well, she was the mother of... She was quite the lady. So. Some very notable people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So anyway... And speaking of mothers, I was in labor 34 years ago on this evening. Oh my. And the time, I was in labor for 35 hours. Hours. And your first and only. Right? My first and only. Yes, you're, <laughs> you're right. But that time, if anyone out there has been in labor or been with someone who is having a baby, is you just can't even measure it. Yeah. If somebody wasn't watching and keeping track of it, you just would have no idea. You Are lose. you just so much into you and what's happening? Mm -hmm. yeah, is this so overwhelming? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think people say that when they come upon a tragedy, too, or an yeah. accident or something. It's like time slows down or stops or speeds up or whatever. Right. But it's, you feel it differently. Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And then there's Doctor Who. Oh, good old Doctor Who. See, now I can agree with you <laughs> on that. This is all about time. Uh-huh. And um, some of the earlier writers talked about time as a, as a fourth dimension. 
you know, and then there's some people think, think that there may be a fifth dimension, uh, which would be space mm -hmm. in some fashion. But, but uh, my very favorite Doctor Who um, episode in the new Doctor Who's was called Blink. Mm. And it scared the poo out of me. Oh, really? Which never to... happens. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was really good. It's about these um, statues that when you take your eyes off them, they move. Oh. And if they touch you, they send you back in time. Really? And so one of the main characters gets sent back to pre-World War One uh, England, and she can't get back. So she makes a life for herself. She gets married and has children and grandchildren, and then she sends a letter into the future by her grandson. To the girl who uh, had just left her, standing with the sta with the uh, statues. Oh my So talk goodness. about a paradox. And but it was just really creepy to think. I mean, you drive by a cemetery and there's all these stone angels. Like, what are they doing behind my back? <laughs> but the um, the one of the most famous Doctor Who quotes ever came from that episode. He calls time. A big ball of wibbly wobbly timey wimey stuff. <laughs> yeah. And and to me that means you just can't get a hold of it. You can't get a grip of it. It slips through your fingers. You know, the people talk about killing time. Mm -hmm. um, when I get up, I have a multitude of things to do every single day, and there's just not enough time. Even though, and then sometimes I will work hard all day, and then when I look back, did I accomplish anything? What did I do with that time? Even though I was busy all day, I really didn't accomplish anything, and that frustrates me a bit. So uh, we should have somebody that really knows about time. We should have had somebody that really knows about some time. physics, uh, some physics person that we yes to come <laughs> and talk no. about time. You but. know what? Most the most of the time, mm -hmm. we don't even question it. It just is what it is, it and yeah. you know, it's like somebody said. Though there's nine more weekends till spring, or yeah. something. <laughs> as we sit here on the eve of a snowstorm. Exactly. Yep. The seconds passing by, second, second by second, minute by minute, hour by hour. I like time. Well, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about oh, it. We'll absolutely. get back to it. But, you know, it might be good now to move on to the sweet. Yeah, and I have been working on the Hapshaw, which is a step back in time to Shetland when um, women made these shawls to wear for their working time. And they're, uh, So I have uh, 90 more rows for the middle section. Oh, you've progressed. Yeah, I did a lot on it this week. And then after that, I'll be figuring out how to take it apart and pick up the stitches on the edges. And then we'll get into the really fun part with all the squiggles. Uh, I was thinking about it on the way over here. Shetland, or Scotland, I love Scotland. Yeah, I love um, the country. But it was never a place that appealed to me like... Maybe that's why the Outlander series didn't grab me so much. As a place to be, it didn't grab me as much as um, parts of England did. Uh, although, oddly enough, a lot of Scotland looks like 
parts of Virginia. Mm-hmm. Because it used to be. Yeah, you know, the, the, there there were our places in Tazewell County that I would be sure that I was driving through Scotland. Oh yes, a lot of West Virginians yeah, like that, exactly. and of course, those are the people who, many of whom settled settled here. So, um, but uh, in fact, do you have any Scottish blood? I not do. Not really. You know, most of mine is um, English or Welsh or um, German, mm. and a large percentage is German. Right, and see, the almond is Scotland from the oh, absolutely. almond yeah. river it runs yeah. through Scotland. And yeah. yeah, there are a lot of Scotland, uh, a lot of people from Scotland here, and the, the, the Scotch-Irish that settled the area were kind of, um, they came from all different kinds of places, right, I think. Right, right, that's sort of a misnomer. Yeah, yeah, and so, um, and then the music, uh, they had, a, I imagine they had a lot more influence on the music than a lot of other groups that came into this area, but I've never really studied it. Well, that's funny because one of my projects uh -huh. I've been working on, just started working on, we got a new 15-passenger bus yeah. you know, down at work at the Reynolds Homestead with the sole purpose of taking trips. Mm -hmm. And so, I am planning a trip to Virginia Tech in March, a Saturday evening, to hear a Celtic group ah. called Danu, D-A-N-U. Okay. And I am not even sure of the pronunciation, but they're quite marvelous. Yeah. And they will be at the big mosque, you know, the Performing Arts Center. Mm. So, I'm hoping to load up a group of Patrick County, Henry County, whoever, go up, have a nice dinner out in Blacksburg, and then go to this concert. And so that'll be a lot of fun. So I'm trying to get it all together. You know, you have to do your budgets and your sure. pricing, this and that. And so I'm learning about doing trips in that way. But another project that I've been working on, and it has to do with time, is the history around us. Yeah that we're going to have in a couple weeks on February uh, the 3rd, the Wednesday, and Marvin Keene's doing it, and he's doing a program called Patrick County Then and Now. Ah. Yes, so he is finding spots in Patrick County and getting pictures of them and then finding old pictures, old photographs oh, cool. of how they looked before. So I'm really looking forward. Absolutely. That's a way of time traveling. Absolutely. Well, gotta work. But that's yeah. awesome. Yes. Yeah, so those are two projects I've been yeah, absolutely. working on. The, the funny thing about time in our area is how long people's memories are. Because people remember things that happened to their grandparents. Oh, I love that around Isn't here. Isn't that interesting? Mm -hmm. uh, when we were doing this Rock Castle project, we ran across the story that I had heard my grandmother talk about this woman that was, uh, remember, the, the story was about as if she knew her. <laughs> you know, all, on all my life, I just assumed that this was a neighbor of hers and she knew the story about her and um, she told it to me numerous times. And then uh, when we got into the research, found out the woman left Rock Castle two years before my grandmother was born. Oh, but she had heard the story. She had heard the stories over and over mm -hmm. again. To where it was just like she knew her. Sure. 
And I do the same thing. Well, and think how many books came through um, the Bible. Yeah. At first, especially the early, early Jewish the, the history, books. Yeah. I mean, a lot of that was passed down word of mouth before it was ever before recorded. It was written, yeah. So Tom has some funny things with those. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Right, so we found some books for our little tart yes, section. Yes, for the tart section. And there's been a lot of books written by it about time. Oh, there were dozens, yeah. dozens. Yeah. But I picked out just the ones that I have read in the past. Um, and one was A Wrinkle in Time. Yeah. But there you go. Yeah. Madeline L'Engle. And, yeah, and which is almost a little science fiction-y Christian yeah, fantasy. fantasy. Yeah. And it's been so long since I read that. I know a lot of young people are really into A Wrinkle in Time. They really, really like There's it. There's several, several yeah. other books, yeah. too, in that series. And, you know, when it first came out, people, some people thought it wasn't you know, it, it wasn't really a good young adult novel. Oh, really? You know, that it was a little... I don't know what they thought, but yeah. I don't it certainly took anything. off. And it is a lot of people's favorite book from yeah. a certain period in their life. Yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. And then another one that is my favorite John Grisham book okay. is A Time to Kill. Uh -huh. And that is one of the most powerful books. And the movie is well done also. But that book, do you remember? Have you ever read The Time I to Kill? I don't remember what I have not. It is a, a black family and a young girl is brutally, brutally attacked uh -huh. by some folks. And then there's the court case and a murder. The father of the little girl kills and then the court case takes over, you know, the justified homicide right. and how no one could fault that father. For, yeah. I mean, just powerful. He's never written a more powerful book, I'll in my opinion. Yeah, I'll have to get that one. That I do the, like his books. Mm -hmm. And that was his very, very first. Really? Mm hmm Interesting. Yes. Yes. So anyway, I yeah, highly recommend that. And then you were going to talk about The Time oh. Traveler's Wife by Audrey Nif Niffinger? Yeah, something close to that. I love that book. But it is so tragically sad. And um, we've talked about time travel a little bit. Um, you know, in, in The Time Machine... The fella basically, they only call him the time traveler. I don't think he has a name. But he goes into this machine and he chooses a place and he goes there. You know, he chooses a time and um, then he has all these adventures and then he comes back. Well, the, in the time traveler's wife, the character, the main character has no control. He just leaps out of time without any warning and comes crap, but it's within, it's within his own, it's within his wife's lifetime. Oh, you mean might, might have been when she was a little girl? Yeah, or? so, so all the time, the tragedy of it is all the times that he comes in and out, he comes closer and closer to the time that she saw him die. Mm. Accidentally. 
and um, you know, and they keep going closer and closer. It's it's a really haunting, haunting story, and very well written. I really enjoyed it, but totally unique. Never read anything like it. I need to read that. I think you would enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I did have a copy, but I have no idea where it is. But um, it's easily found. But the Time Traveler's Wife, and it's um, really, really good. Well, good. We've got two to recommend. Yeah, absolutely. Anything else? Well, the other one that I thought was interesting was The Land That Time Forgot, Edgar <laughs> Rice Burroughs. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. That's... Um, that was more like, if I'm remembering right, it's been a long time. That was where they accidentally found a chunk of um, Earth. Maybe it was in the center of the Earth, and it, the dinosaurs were still around. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And then they had. And wasn't that things. a TV show when we were little? Yeah, or when we were something. little, it was a kind of campy TV show where right. they made friends with the, the natives and uh, had all these adventures. They got stuck there. Uh, I, I think. Uh, Burroughs people were able to get out eventually uh, and take the tail back but, to England. But yeah, that was the book was probably better than the TV series. <laughs> <laughs> so, and uh, Burroughs, if people don't remember, he's famous for Tarzan. Right, yes. And um, the John Carter series. And I don't know that second uh, one. That, that was the fellow that went to Venus. Oh, and, okay. And the other interesting thing about that is um, he kind of traveled back and forth, I think, and he wound up as an old man, you know, through all this, all this adventuring, he aged. A lot of times we, the people stay the same forever and ever <laughs> and go through all these different uh, adventures and they're still 34. Right, right. <laughs> Which would be the way to do it. And of course, in our modern day, um, the the... TV, I mean, excuse me, the movie that just turned, what was it, 30 now, 25, the modern movie, you know, with the courthouse and the clock oh, gets struck. Oh, Back to the Future. Back to the Future. Yeah, yeah, Woo, we're I, in the, well, um, wasn't it this year? It was year? like 2015, mm -hmm. November 22nd, 2015 or whatever it was. Right. And, and the really funny thing was how many things... Yeah, I saw a um, article around Christmas that people have these traveling skateboard things. Right. Yes, the hoverboard. Yeah. 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 yeah it mm -hmm. doesn't exactly have the same thing as Marty McFly's did, but <laughs> right. right. <laughs> and, and some other things that were um, in. The, it's been a while since I've seen that movie, but some other things uh, have happened since. Mm -hmm. And that was done in the seventies, I think, or maybe early eighties. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in there. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Back to the Future. I know. What a great name. It was a great It was yeah. a fun. It was fun. See, a lot of this stuff is just plain fun. Mm -hmm. But you need some fun in your life, you know? Oh, absolutely. And yeah. use your imagination. And yeah. It's like Doctor Who. I've been a Whovian for over half my life. Mm-hmm. I got hooked on it when we lived in Vermont. Yeah. Well, long they had great winters. PBS back up there. Yes, they did. And this yes. was in the mid-late 80s, 1980s. Yeah, in the, in the, in the mid-80s, I was in Maine. Mm -hmm. And they had a fabulous um, PBS station that was operated literally on a shoestring. Mm -hmm. Because the uh, public, you know, people just didn't have money. And there just weren't that many people. 
but it was it was wonderful in Vermont. Yeah, that was one of the two stations I think we could get, and we watched it all the time. Yeah, that was us. But they had some amazing stuff in Maine too. Mm -hmm. But I actually discovered Doctor Who when I was my grandfather um, was rear-ended in an auto accident back not long after I got out of high school and broke his back, broke six vertebrae in his back, and didn't totally disable him or anything, but it incapacitated him. So I moved up here to stay with him while he got better, look after him. It's the story of my life. And uh, <laughs> You're and, still here taking care of. Yeah, and so I had this little tiny black and white TV my dad had given me at some point for Christmas or birthday or something. And um, late at night, I, I was working at a restaurant up here, and late at night, Doctor Who came on. Oh, you were hooked. Yeah, and I was totally hooked. So that's, oh, that's how I was 20, maybe. Mm -hmm. So, and I'm 56 now. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that and, um, what was the one with Emma Peel? Um, the Avengers. The Avengers, they yes. They played that as well. Yeah, that was good. I love that as well. Mm -hmm. So, so that really, uh, I got interested in science fiction when I was in high school. But uh, I have a couple of clever friends that, were into it, and uh, the, but these, I, I really did, wasn't exposed to any kind of um, media except for Star Trek books. Yeah, Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Yeah, watched that with my dad when I was uh, oh little. I was twelve when I think it yeah. started. Yeah, I think uh, it was in the early mid. Early, um, I think it ended in '66 or something like that. I can't remember. Exactly, but no, a little, a little past that. Yeah, 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 maybe so. But when Dad would come home from um, a late night job, and that would be on, he and I got to sit up and watch it. So yeah, maybe it was a little later than that, so sixty-seven to sixty-nine, seventy yeah. somewhere in there. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And uh, never missed a rerun. They had it rerun on uh, in the afternoons, right after school, on dash. Oh yeah. In and turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> what we did. Yeah, Star Trek. Um, not as big a fan of Star Wars as I should be, but I just haven't really seen any of it except for the first couple. I saw it back then, but yeah. I haven't even gone to the new one. Maybe yeah. we shouldn't say that. We shouldn't admit it. Yeah. But maybe if people realize that we're an hour from the closest yeah, movie theater, you definitely have to make it be the event when right. you're. Yeah, we don't headed down to Mount Airy, North Carolina, or yeah. Martinsville, or you're going up to Christiansburg, Blacksburg. Yep, that's about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of so so. We usually just wait till it comes out on Netflix. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> if we're desperate, we get on Amazon.com and pay three ninety nine. <laughs> and it it is a distance. That that's the big. Because I used to enjoy going out for a movie once. So. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it's gotten harder as time, as time has gone on. Yes, yes. It's gotten a little harder. Okay, so that was, um, oh, we need some quotes. Ah. We're going to talk about unexpected? Yeah, well, we were going to do unexpected, but do you want to do quotes now? Or do you sure. Want to do quotes later? Well, I've been throwing a few of them in here, yeah. haven't I? I'll tell you the most romantic quote okay. I found. I'm going to remember this one. All right. I might have to use this again sometime yeah, in my uh -huh. life. And I can't even pronounce the guy's name, but it's everyone will know who I mean. 
George with a J, Louis Burgess. Borges. Borges. There you go. Being with you and not being with you is the only way I have to measure time. Neat. I know. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a very good one. One by Tennessee Williams that I have actually on my Facebook page where it says you can put a favorite quote. Right. And this is a good one. There's a time for departure, even when there's no certain place to go. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it is just time to exit. Time exit. <laughs> a well-timed exit is a beautiful thing. Exactly. <laughs> yes. No wind delay, though. Yeah. We've been teaching Leslie how to play poker. Oh, uh, my mom listens to this. Oh, well, no betting, no gambling. Yeah, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but St. Kathleen and Peter and Leslie and I, yeah, so we, we've been teaching her. Oh, we've you got to know we've what been having a lot of time to fold your cards. Yeah, we've been having <laughs> a lot of fun with that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So. All right. Charles M. Blow, who is a journalist. Mm -hmm. I read him sometimes in the New York Times. He said, there is no wrong time to do the right thing. No, that's a good point. And that is a really good point. And then Bill Watterson, who's Calvin and Hobbes, mm -hmm. he said, there's never enough time to do all the nothing you want. Right, that's for sure. And I love that. Because <laughs> I love doing nothing. Yeah, I get very little time yeah, to do that anymore. But you know what? Very rare. We need that. Yeah, I think we do. Yeah, yes. I like the um, the quote you said before that because as time goes on, when you have a situation, say, you have gotten into, or you've done something stupid that affected somebody, the longer you wait, the harder it is to do anything about it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But in the end, there is it, there is still time to do it. That's right. Yeah, to make amends or whatever. Well, that is my big thing with time is procrastination. Uh-huh. I'm very, very bad about that. Oh, I am too. I did read an interesting article the other day, though, that talked about procrastination as being a more creative way of attempting something. Like, say, you have a research paper to do, mm -hmm. and if you're one of these goody-goody types and you do it, you know, three weeks before it's due and you get it all done and have it there, it's not the same as waiting and thinking. Now, as a procrastinator, it's not that I'm not thinking about right. it a lot, because I do. And I might think about it one way, and then I think about another, and then, and by the time it's the night before it's due, and I'm sitting up at three o'clock typing, <laughs> um, all those things come out. Yeah. Now to find a nice balance in there would yeah, probably the balance be, would be good, but healthier. I, I do tend to be better under pressure. Oh yeah. If I've got all the time in the world, I don't think I do as well as if I just got to do it. Yeah, deadlines are yeah, definitely deadlines my are, friends. Yeah, deadlines <laughs> yeah. are a really good thing to do. Yes. So, good points. Mm-hmm. Now, Martin Luther King Day was this week. Yes. His birthday, MLK yeah. 
day, and I found a good quote by him about right, time. And it's a timely quote. Yes, yes. And this is from Why We Can't Wait. The words bad timing came to be ghosts haunting our every move in Birmingham. Yet people who used this argument were ignorant of the background of our planning. They did not realize that it was ridiculous to speak of timing when the clock of history showed that the Negro had already suffered 100 years of delay. Yep. Bad timing? No. Very, no. Uh, Sometimes. Past time. Past time. Exactly. Way past time. Yeah. Yeah. For some stuff to be done. Well, yeah. I think there's so room for some more stuff to be done, personally, but mm -hmm. that's just my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. In several things. Yep. So. For sure. Right. All right. We did. We have just covered everything, at least that I wrote. Okay. So now we got to leave them with a little unexpected. unexpected. Yes. Something fun we did. We did. We had a wonderful time. It was the last Thursday. Uh-huh. A week ago tonight. Yeah. We went to um, dinner with some great friends. Oh, that was a good restaurant. Right. Downtown Roanoke, Virginia. Yeah. It was called Firefly Fair. Yes. Fair, uh, F-A-R-E. Uh-huh. And I'm not sure why... It was called that. Um, I didn't get a chance to ask because we got so totally involved with um, remaking old friends. I know. Into new that? friends. That was just so yes. much fun. And uh, But it was. It was a lovely restaurant down on the square, um, the market square, I guess mm -hmm. they call it, mm -hmm. in downtown. And we met with some ladies that I had known a long time ago. Well, they came in the early 1980s from Virginia Tech to mm -hmm. do a the Patrick County Project. Yep. Talk about history and interviews and Absolutely. recording. Perfect time. Their timing was wonderful. Mm -hmm. um, I was not long out of school and I participated as an interviewer. And they would send us around and we talked to people. We didn't talk to just old people. We talked to people in the community, different communities in Patrick County. And uh, the timing was so perfect because there were so many people that left us, you know, after that, but still had memories into the last century. Amazing. It was mm. wonderful. They, they covered the um, African-American culture very well. They covered the mountain culture. They covered music. They covered um, me, uh, food. They covered crafts. They covered farming. They covered uh, transportation. Just everything. They did. Uh, they gave us a list of questions that we were to ask people, and then you mostly you took a great. It's funny we took the big old tape recorders and oh, cassette yeah. tapes. Well, we still have at the Reynolds Homestead those those tapes. very ones. Yeah, yes, you have the tapes. Yes, we do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and, so and the we, cassettes. Yeah. And, so we would mm -hmm. take this thing and set it up, and it was always funny because when we first started, people were prim and proper and, and trying to, you know, be Well, they were pretty nervous. Too. And they were nervous. And, of course, us, we interviewers were nervous the first time. I was all of 21, I think, maybe. And, um, but when they got started talking and they got animated and they got interested in what they were saying, they forgot all about that. Exactly. <laughs> that microphone completely. 
And that was really, really fun. And I love the movie that came out of that, yep. too, called, what is it, Up and Down These Roads? Yeah, uh, Patrick County. Uh, we, the one lady we had dinner with, Betty Fine, was the um, produced the movie. Mm -hmm. And Jean Spears was involved. Uh, yeah, Jean Haskins was. Mm -hmm. um, she was also uh, involved in it, and it was so great to see them both. And see, I had heard both their names oh, yeah. all these years, all and these then years. to have dinner with them. Yeah, that was, was so lovely. special. And then with Peter and Kathleen also. Uh -huh. So here, yeah. we we just enjoyed for an hour and a half or so stretching that meal and Absolutely. then we headed to the Jefferson Center right and we saw a program called from Africa to Appalachia yes African music meets Appalachian banjo right. and, and mandolin and oh. it was fabulous oh. it was, uh, the, the hall that we were in seated 900 people and I'm sure over half of it was full. Mm -hmm. It really looked to me like And they had to move it from the room. They moved it from a tiny little room yes. to a bigger one. It was sponsored by the Virginia Folk Life. Um, I'm not sure if it has any more name than that, but I'll, I'll look it up. But the Virginia Folk Life um, Council. Right. Uh, the people that... Um, and they did workshops. They with did children with for, yes, day. for a couple days, right. I think. And they're supposed to be, uh, I'm not sure if it's up yet, but they did, the day before we saw the show, they did four hours of recording. Yes, somebody yeah. told me they have listened yeah, to some of that music. The, yes. Yeah, they're putting it on their website, so we'll do a uh, link to that as well. But it was, it was amazing. Now, with my hearing, I probably only heard a third of it. It was mm -hmm. very sophisticated. And with my sight, I was only seeing the third of it. Yeah, so we, so yeah, we, we were, were sitting over there in the handicap corner. <laughs> yeah. and, um, but it was great. It was really good. And of, of course, um, your brother, Sammy, just yeah, basically was, was front and center. Yeah, he was playing. involved. In, yes. Um, yeah, but it was really interesting. The, um, uh, it was too bad you didn't see those. Uh, but beautiful young men and women. Oh, I was, I could see. Them. Yeah, I could yeah, see. They were just so that's why I sat in the row, second row. Yeah, they were yes. just magnificent. And the, and the two children that came yeah, up. Yeah, they were from Floyd County, yes. I was told. Yes. And, and one of the arts programs over there. Students of Mike Mitchell's. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah and so. Yes. So it was, it was a oh, lot of fun. A magical evening. And then we ended the evening yeah. <laughs> by going up to the Roanoke Star. Right. And by that time, it was, I don't know, 10 o'clock at yeah. night. And, and so we went yeah, up on Mill Mountain. And that's such an unusual thing. Mm-hmm. What uh, city has that? You exactly. know, you just ride up this steep hill, and there's a little park and a big star. And, and you can look out across the city. Yes, and Roanoke's such a beautiful, yeah. twinkly light city, nestled right in the midst of the Blue Ridge Mountains. Yeah, and they have a webcam up there. Mm -hmm. So you can wave at them? Yeah, we <laughs> waved at them. And um, I've been checking in on the webcam a bit. And I finally saw some people there today. You can't really tell who the people are. It's way up on the star, apparently. Uh, okay. And look, and it's pointed down at that little observation deck. But we'll, I'll put a link to it because people might get a kick out of seeing the mm -hmm. two and a half feet snow that we're going to get. That's right. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but you can't really tell. So you know we were waving. You couldn't really tell who the people were. Well, that's Which, maybe a good thing. Too. Yeah. It, it looked like I mean while we were up there, the four of us and Stella Dog, 
there must have been, I don't know, four or five couples. Oh, that yeah. Were, there were a lot of young people yeah. there. Yeah. yeah. And so it was, it was a perfect evening. It yes, was it really, was. Really, really nice. We had fun. Yeah. So is there anything else unexpected except the blizzard of 2016? This happening tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow morning about 5 o'clock. Yeah. We're supposed to get anywhere between 12 and 24 inches, yeah. right? We just don't know. Yes. And, and so that's coming up. And I, I scared poor Beth to death this week. I really felt bad about it. Not just me. Yeah, apparently I, I, I stirred the entirety of Facebook community. My cat, Barnabas, he's The Zen cat. The Zen cat. He's mostly an outside cat, but it got down to zero, or was getting close to zero. The, and the wind was, chill. The, and the wind chill was awful. Well, there's this whole comforter that I had thrown outside on a bench that's on the back porch, and he has taken to burrowing into it. She's saying, burrowing as in, okay, burrowing. Yeah, like he burrows into burrows. it. Well, what I made the mistake of saying was that um, I found him buried in the comforter. <laughs> yeah. And everybody thought he had died out there. Yes. <laughs> and it was really bad. <laughs> yes. Because I... Um, no, how you said it was... Barnabas, Barnabas was buried in the old comforter. Oh, yes. I see now why it. Yes, why, and so the first, it up, uh -huh, the first ten years, oh. first ten words, my heart. I'm sorry. Sunk. I love. That I didn't even cat. think about that until just now. Yes. That, that, that uh, yeah, it did sound like I started an obituary. Uh huh. I'm Barnabas sorry. was buried. <laughs> I'm so in the old comforter. Yeah, I was just, I was digging him out to bring him in, <laughs> so he wouldn't be a popsicle. Yeah, exactly. And then oh. and he came in and laid down on the couch and did not move, except he caught a shrew. He found a shrew him in your house. In the house. Woohoo! I think they ride in on the wood. Oh, maybe. You know, because I there's no way I think that they can get in the house. And so he presented me with that the next morning. Good cat. Yeah. Good so, cat. But yeah, I apologize for scaring everybody about poor Barnabas. <laughs> mm -mm. Yeah, but yeah, when, I, when I do write an obituary, I will let you know before. Thank you. Thank you. So you have time to adjust. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, well, this has been a lot yeah, of fun. I wound up pretty good. And we're not going to share the word for next time because we have a surprise. We do. We? we have somebody special that we're going to bring on. Yes. And add a little bit of dimension here. And we're going to let that person make the choice. Make the choice of the word. Mm-hmm. Yep. So that will be in two, about two weeks. And uh, show notes are at quincepodcast.com. We're also on Facebook uh, under Quince Podcast. You can find us on iTunes under Beth Armand Ford or Leslie Sheeler or Quince Podcast, although it's a little harder to find that way. And we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Bye-bye.